Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Prudential. Prudential believes life is filled with moments that test our courage. Their podcast, Everyday Bravery, celebrates those moments with stories to help you face your own challenges. Subscribe to Everyday Bravery now, wherever podcasts are available. This podcast was recorded live in the Grammy Museum Experience Prudential Center, the first and only experience of its kind on the East Coast, located at 165 Mulberry Street, Newark, New Jersey. For tickets to visit the museum, please visit www.grammymuseumexp.org. This is Leaders Create Leaders, and I'm your host, Gerard Adams. This is a podcast showcasing today's change makers who dedicate themselves to creating the best tomorrow possible with vision, with hustle, and showing up world class. They offer advice, they offer lessons, but most importantly, they offer you their mentorship because leaders create leaders, and leaders are the ones that are impacting our world. Nutrition should be a priority in any facet of our lives. Eating is a vital part of our self-care. It's a vital part of staying consistent with our productivity and work ethic. However, what and how we eat is equally as important. Yet, our diets are often dictated by either convenience or cultural observations that have routinely limited our diets to things that we should not consume as much as we do. For this Leaders Create Leaders, we welcome a prominent nutritionist and thinker, someone that I highly respect, Haley Thomas, to discuss how we can change our diets and usher in a new world of health and wellness. Haley Thomas is more than a person. She's an impact. At just 17, she is a health activist, the youngest certified integrative nutrition health coach in the United States, and the founder CEO of the nonprofit Happy. Haley founded Happy when she was just 12 years old to address the need for free, affordable plant-based nutrition and culinary education in underserved at-risk communities, as well as schools and through annual summer camps. It's hard to believe the young woman speaking to us is only 17, but leadership seems to have no limit in age. She's been featured on the Today Show, Dr. Oz, The Family Show, and has spoken to over 15,000 kids since the beginning of her work in 2010. I've missed you. It's been a little while. Yes, I know. <laughs> it has been a while, it but has, it it's has. great to be here. So thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Um, the last time that I think we were together, we were doing a charity dinner Yes, yes. for the youth. And um, again, that was just a, a really beautiful night. And I'm so thankful that we were able to collaborate like that. And and now full circle, since we first met, did you ever think they would be here on the stage at Leaders Creators Live in the Grammy Museum? No, I did not. But I, I definitely knew that there was just um, a mutual connection to wanting to do service for young people. And um, you're amazing and everything you're doing with Future Founders as well. So it's amazing to be here. So yes. thank you. Welcome. Welcome. So why don't we go into, you know, we always start with, you know, who is Haley Thomas? Do I need to talk in third person for this one? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I hate to like ruin like the Newark vibes, but I'm from like Dallas, Texas. Um, <laughs> and shout out, I- Shout out to Dallas. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I was mostly raised in Tucson, Arizona. And, you know, that's, that's where I'm from. And my family were very fun and just kind of always thinking outside of the box, 
my parents have definitely raised two conspiracy theorists. So we're always questioning everything, which has definitely helped us have kind of an open mind towards everything. But for me, my, my main work at this point is um, health activism, speaking all across the world, which sounds crazy to me too. Um, and getting to run my nonprofit, which is so much fun, um, HAPPY, which stands for Healthy, Active, Positive, Purposeful Youth. And um, getting to do all of this work for seven going on eight years has been surreal. And it's gone by so fast. Like, you know, everybody's like, you're young, like, it, you know, and I feel like, I'm like, I'm so old. It's, everything's going so fast. <laughs> so, you know, we'll deal with that part later. But um, yes. Well, you really have lived a life from 12 to 17 that most people don't live their entire lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's pretty remarkable. Thanks. And that just shows the potential in all of us. You know, you just were recently, though, your dream came true as far as international. I mean, you were speaking in you know, Italy and Spain. And how's that? Oh my gosh. Um, I think this whole journey in general for me has been so unplanned. Like I never took like, you know, a speech training class or like an entrepreneurial class when I was younger. It just it was all kind of organic. And so I always knew that I wanted to travel the world and like make food because I'm a major foodie, but I never thought that it would manifest in a way where I could help other people. And I think the way that everything kind of came together with my dad getting sick and our entire family, like looking at the situation and seeing what we could do to help him, you know, he was diagnosed with type two diabetes and looking at the medication and seeing the side effects of like internal bleeding and death and all of us being conspiracy theorists, like, wait a second, how could the doctor prescribe something like this with an illness that is not going to cause internal bleeding at this point? Um, so we really you know, wanted to look into health and nutrition and seeing that aspect. And my mom, shout out to my mom because it's her birthday tomorrow, actually. Ah, <laughs> shout out to mom. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's got a Friday the 13th birthday. <laughs> Very lucky. Um, but you know, she of course included me and my little sister, which at the time I was like eight and she was four in really learning like what is type two diabetes and how do we really start to eat healthfully? I mean, we come, we're a Jamaican family. So like food is a huge deal. It's all about flavor, but not about nutrition at all. And so kind of changing our mindset to that um, was a huge part of everything that we were doing and just learning about that and seeing that and then seeing that kids are getting type two diabetes and heart disease, you know, that struck me really personally because I could have easily gotten sick um, as well down the line and even in, you know, in a couple of years and same for my sister and my friends. And so, um, you know, being just inspired by what I was learning and what we were going through with my family, you know, that is not a traditional way to find out what you're passionate about through something that can be pretty scary. I mean, his life could have been on the line and to be able to look to the alternative and see that that was possible and also see how powerful food is and to have that then spark everything that I have today is weird and crazy, but so special. And in a weird way, obviously it was meant to be. Yeah. It was your yeah. gift. And I, I really, for a second, want to have everyone to really think about what Haley and her family went through. Because if you really think about it, what really matters to us the most, the people we love. So imagine, you know, whether it's your daughter or son or brother or sister or our parents that get sick because of what they're putting into their bodies 
I mean, it's a serious thing and um, many are suffering around the world. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing that you're stepping up to the plate to help educate so many people because I really truly believe that there is this shift in consciousness that's happening within the health and wellness space. And there's a change that's happening and people are having to learn to adapt to that change because the fact of the matter is a lot of our parents and grandparents, they, they think food was different then. I mean, my family, we had, we had TV dinners and we, you know, we still went to fast food and, and, you know, it's, it was like a different mentality. We weren't really educated. I mean, even hospitals were serving that kind of food and that wasn't too long ago. So it's pretty unbelievable what has happened. I mean, talk to me through just for a second, because obviously that fueled your passion, you having to go through that with your, with your father and your family, but what helped you create that shift in adapting your mindset and your whole family to really shift? Because I'm Spanish and Italian. <laughs> we love our arroz con pollo. We love our rice and beans and we love our Italian food and our pot. We love all that stuff and the cheeses. And it's not easy to really shift when you have that kind of habit, especially when you grow up with it, especially when it's passed down to you for generations. So how do you really shift and know what to eat? I mean, I'm shocked that, you know, we're at this point, we're plant-based. So like that is a huge shock from curry goat and oxtail and jerk chicken and every fish under the sea, you know, like that's, that's such a drastic difference. And, you know, same here, like flavor is so important in that culture. You feel like food is attached to so many different experiences for us all. It's not just the flavor, it's the memories and, you know, the sensations and the reunions and getting to make like the special dish that was passed on and, you know, sometimes I think this whole like drink a smoothie thing is like you're erasing everything that, you know, I've grown up with. And so for us looking at healthy eating, we really wanted to see how we could take all of that culture and that inspiration and the same spices and flavors and apply them to healthier ingredients. And that, of course, helped. But I think it was that mindset of like, I'm worth so much more than flavor, you know? And at this point, you know, my dad is sick and we're just trying to do everything that we can to to help him. And I feel like a piece of oxtail is not going to be, you know, something that is valued more than his own longevity. And so um, for us, I think that was the turning point is like, we can't put food and flavor in a five second experience over um, his health or anyone's health. And so for us, it was just like, how can we incorporate everything we love and make that a part of still a, a fun experience and a creative experience. And I think that's kind of the block that everyone has. Again, it's like, oh, I'm going to like juice five carrots and be healthy and like eat like lettuce and tomatoes, you know, and I'm, I'm good. But I think you're almost healthier when you have that vitality and energy put towards your food that's not like this is a chore, but more that this is an adventure and an experience where you can truly tailor it to your lifestyle, your taste buds. And so for us, that really helped, but also just honoring the bodies that we have. I mean, you know, you aren't guaranteed health and wellness in this life. And if you can control that in any way, shape or form, do it, but like do it with passion and flavor and spice it up and make it fun. And, um, and having again, those good vibes towards that I think helps so much because we weren't sitting around like, okay, we've got to like fix his illness and it's all depressing, but we were like, no, we're 
learning a whole new side of, of, the, of the world and of food. And we get to connect to so many new people and learn about amazing initiatives that are happening in our community that we never knew about. So it can be a really um, joyful and exciting experience. And it's all about the mindset for sure. And not thinking that you're limiting yourself, but expanding yourself to nourishing foods that can truly fuel your body, but also your potential and future. I love it. And um, I'm sure it can be fun and you're, you can experiment with all these yes. ingredients. And so I think it's, uh, you know, obviously some lessons there, you know, really thinking about the mindset of how to incorporate these ingredients and still keep those flavors, but just doing it in a healthy aspect, but also the mindset of your wife is worth more. Yes. And if you want to see your daughter walk down the aisle and you want to be the one walking her down the aisle, or if you want to see your son, you know, have his first kids and there'll be your grandkids and you be around, it's worth you making that shift. And also just for our youth, right? So I think it's really powerful. You founded your nonprofit, Happy, when you were 12 years old. So talk to me about some of the lessons you learned at such a young age around your business and personal finances. Oh, gosh, I've learned so much. Um, I mean, we, me and my mom are the co-founders. And, you know, at, at that point, I had been doing like speaking and like community demos a little bit uh, for about two years, like TV stuff, nothing like a nonprofit and a business. But, um, you know, I just felt like there had to be something more and a way that I could connect to my peers and in a way that really mattered and made an impact. And I feel like sometimes little tidbits and, you know, sound bites on TV or whatever it may be, doesn't, isn't enough to really like push someone into an entire lifestyle change. I think it's inspiring, but if you don't have that drive or that education, a hundred percent can be really hard to change your lifestyle. And so I was like, man, I need to make this like an experience for where my, you know, my friends and my peers can come to like camps and classes where they learn how to use knives and like real stoves and they're not belittled in in the kitchen. And I think oftentimes, you know, kids or young people are belittled in many different arenas, whether that's cooking or even entrepreneurship and creative ideas, you know, like you're too young, you can't do this, like you'll mess this up. And it's this, it's again, this mindset of like, you're not ready. And, um, even just doing what I'm doing, like that breaks my own perceptions of what anyone is capable of at any age. And so wanting to do that for my peers, I was like, Hey mommy, like, (laughs) do you think we could do something? And then, you know, she just bounces off of my ideas all the time and we're just very creative people and we don't like waiting. So we were like, okay, let's just figure this out with no business experience for the two of us. Let's just figure it out. And so through research and talking to community members and finding those mentors and people that we could rely on for support and help, you know, we were able to become a 501c3 um, within a few years. But at first we did, you know, a fiscal sponsor and it was really an experience learning about all of this while like, you know, reading Shakespeare in school or learning pre, pre-algebra. And it's a skill that I just feel like everybody should be exposed to is that is that potential to learn anything and also knowing that you don't have to learn that in a in a facilitated environment such as school. Like learning for me has been such an unorthodox experience through online classes and courses. And, you know, recently I graduated as the youngest certified integrative nutrition health coach um, last year. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. 
Um, and it's like, now I get messages from kids like, wait, you can be a part of this program. <laughs> like, and it's like, yes, it's open, but you just have to be kind of willing to learn these things in ways that maybe aren't provided to you. So luckily with the support of, you know, my parents and just awesome people. And like you said, that circle of influence is so important because we see kids who are like, I have this idea, but my mom's like, oh, okay. And I think that just breaks my heart that, you know, not everyone, no matter your age really is, is supported in that way because that nurturing itself is such a booster, but I feel like it's also important to be able to be there for yourself and like, you know, be that motivator because those people may not be around all the time. So for me, it was just a learning experience and really having that support system that really helped us get things going. We talk a lot about stress and entrepreneurship and self-care on Leaders Create Leaders, but we never really dig into how our diets play a role into each one of these categories. Haley's work details a map of our diets and our mental state. This includes not only the financial stressors, but also how personal ones are directly correlated to diet and how they impact one another to some pretty dire effects. Gosh, I mean... It's, it's a huge, huge problem. And, you know, the communities that we go into, they are, I mean, some kids from birth are predisposed to unhealthy lives, which again, sets them up for, you know, health issues and not being able to focus on what they love to do or even discover that because they're trapped in that system of, you know, no access to support, no access to food and, and healthy food at that. And so, um, of course, financial stresses really do contribute to to health issues. And it's, it's very interesting. You have to look at health in a 360 perspective. I think more recently, it's becoming more inclusive to all of the things that come into play when it comes to health. But I feel like when I was younger, it was kind of like, oh, you're not exercising. Like, that's why you're not healthy. And, and in school, they just like to teach PE class and like, that's health. But health is everything. It's environment, it's access, it's relationships, it's that support, it's being able to like, again, have access to those healthy foods. And so um, for us, it's like, how do we break that barrier in a place that's a food desert? And, you know, the only thing there is like a bodega or a corner store. And it's just tapping into those communities and tapping into people who can support in those communities as well. So we've partnered with organizations um, more in the Harlem area, like Harlem Grown. They have like an entire um, garden where they have kids come in and plant everything. And they're able to, you know, also take that produce home. And so when they take it home, we're able to teach them how to use it. And so I feel like it's, it's collaboration like that, that can really help solve those problems because I I am in no way a gardener, so I can't I can't provide that, but I can provide like how simple it is to put these things together and also say like, hey, you can get canned vegetables and frozen fruits and vegetables if that's what you have access to, because it's a thousand times better than, you know, chemically processed pink slime or whatever it may be. And so it's spreading that awareness, but in a way that's not insensitive, because I feel like sometimes health can feel kind of insensitive to circumstances that aren't ideal. Like it's just making it seem realistic. And again, bringing that fun side into it, because if you're worried about paying your bills and you just want to get everyone in your household to be fed, like it's, it's like, how do I even think beyond that? And so it's, it's really just working with the families and the kids on changing that mindset and realizing that 
you're going to save so much time and money and and your life, really, if you invest some time into finding resources in your community. Um, there's oftentimes some CSAs and, and people who take food stamps and allow them at food markets. And, you know, there, there are programs that you just have to kind of introduce. And so we try to be that liaison when the resources are really low. I mentor a lot of the kids here in Newark and and many cities like this. And a lot of them do say that healthy food is expensive. And then even adults that I meet say it's expensive. So how do you teach other, you know, you have their partners, some collaborations, but is there a way, is there, is there another way to teach how to eat healthy on a budget? Yes, absolutely. Um, Again, a huge part is like frozen fruits and vegetables, if you have access to that, canned beans, um, different legumes, brown rice, things like that, that offer those calories and the protein as well. And like, I think there's also a lot of miseducation on where you can get protein and different vitamins in cheaper ingredients and plant foods. And so we try to spread that awareness, but also how important it is to set those budgets and, you know, try to erase food waste because it's a huge issue um, as well is, you know, when we buy this produce, don't know what to do with it. It ends up getting thrown away and wilted in our fridges and, you know, then that's money wasted. And so in in a lot of ways, um, it's, it's the way that we prepare things and plan things that can make healthy eating more expensive. And of course, like if you go to a natural food store, <laughs> like our only grocery store, they sell like a bag of grapes for like $8. I'm like, this is not accessible or even worth it for me. And so finding those people in the community as well. And I think it's just adding that creativity aspect to those seemingly basic ingredients is is super important because oftentimes they're like, this is a can of beans. Like, what can I do with this? And it's, it's sharing, like, you can totally spice this up and make it something completely different. So do you consistently work on finding those ways to be able to create that type of healthy lifestyle on a budget? And is that something that you provide publicly and people where people can find that information? Well, currently we share that information through our programs and with the kids and families, but um, we're definitely looking to share more of our resources publicly. Um, we have a school challenge. It's super easy to sign up for. It's called the Plant Powered Up Challenge. And basically it's just encouraging kids and families to find new ways to incorporate fruits and vegetables into their diets and tracking it and really learning about that importance. We also do school pop-ups. And so we're able to kind of go into communities and share a little blips of information and we also do um, week-long programming but I on my personal Instagram share a lot of recipes as well that are pretty simple and kind of unique twists to different things and um, it shares that creative side of food again that I I really think is important like looking at something basic and, and making that more fun and exciting so currently we don't have any guides I do have some ebooks on my website for different recipes as well but we mainly focus on really getting into those schools and being a part of those communities and building up from there. And, you know, Haley did the menu when we had our charity dinner, she did the entire menu and it was so creative, but it was so tasty, so delicious. Like it's really fun to see how you put a lot of those things together. So I definitely recommend that. You spoke on CNN and talked about fear and how that transmuted into your life for you to take action. How can you know, someone use fear in their life to really transpire that into achieving their goals. 
I think this is um, such an interesting question because like the times that we live in, it seems like everything is really scary. Um, and, you know, it in a way has activated so many people and so many young people like my peers right now. I'm, I'm so, so proud of everyone because instead of taking that fear and turning it into, you know, a situation where you just want to run and hide and kind of not be a part of society, um, we're more and more standing up. And I think fear is sometimes what needs to push us to uh, the next level and, and pushes us out of our comfort zone, but into something that can truly change our own lives and also the lives of everyone in society and our families and our communities. And um, I think taking that opportunity, because we all have a choice at a certain intersection, like when something is terrifying, is either to, you know, be afraid of that very scary thing or to look at it at a different angle and say, how can I help someone through this? Or how can I turn this experience into something that others can relate to and share my journey? Because oftentimes the things that we're scared of or the scary experiences that we have are shared amongst a lot of people. And so during this journey, like you find out about so many kids and people who have gone through so many health issues and, and didn't know that they could speak out about their issues and also inspire people through their stories. And so I feel like that is so important is just to look and see how can I turn this into something that can inspire people, but also, you know, spark a fire in me because, you know, when you go through something and you come out of it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so being able to also have that help your community is, is so important and would be really amazing. Despite age, Haley is involved with more activities of importance than most of us are currently involved with in our own adulthood. The difficulty of that and everything else we're doing, whether you're pursuing entrepreneurship while working a day job or you're working your way through your education, the act of balancing your goals with the reality of living life is something many of us have wrestled with. So we asked Haley, how does she do it? And what aspects of her own personality and ambition does she draw on to make the effort worth the time? Um, it's definitely a balancing act. And, um, you know, for a few years, I was like, I'm a very kind of overachiever personality. And sometimes that is not good for my health, I think. And it's important to even see like when we're reaching for our goals, when are we over exceeding that limit of ambition? Because I um, was very stressed out when I was, you know, in school and trying to make honor roll and trying to do these speeches. And I didn't want one thing to kind of go to the wayside and the other one um, work out either or. And so for me, it was like, I, I need to do what's right for me and my path and what I want to follow. So I made a presentation for my parents. I was like, I really need to be homeschooled, you guys. Um, these, these are the reasons why this would work and help and um, I could expand my learning. And so I feel like, again, personalizing um, that experience is so important because if you find a passion, like you don't want to let that go. And um, it's important to find ways that you can really incorporate everything. So I try my best to do like a lot of specialized learning and learning from mentors and my peers as well and just being in different environments um, is really a great way that I have 
help to balance that, but also just like being a normal person. Me and my sister spend hours on the weekends just like looking at memes and it's so great um, because it, it brings you back down to earth and you don't have to think about fundraising or programming, but just doing also the less serious things that you love and tapping into that self-care and just knowing when you've reached that that limit. And even when you do what you love, you can be extremely stressed out and, and you know, so tired and exhausted and like it's a part of it but also know when to dial down and tap into yourself and fill your cup first because I think especially in the field of like social entrepreneurship or anything that has to do with the community you're giving 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 and you really want to make sure that you give back to yourself as well Um, and if you can incorporate work and relaxation at the same time like we love just finding routines that work for us in terms of relaxing so like every day we'll go on a walk in our neighborhood that's like all foresty and sometimes creepy but you know it's still a relaxing environment and you know setting rituals of having like uh, aromatherapy in the room and like tapping into those manifestations and affirmations and like making sure everything is um, still intentional and purposeful and we're not caught up in the you know rat race of emails and you know following up with everything like emails <laughs> emails are something else I like that's I, I, I know that that's not my thing but like it's a part of it and so embracing all of those things but knowing when to check into yourself and like take a vacation when it's not a holiday yeah yeah i mean major lesson there because i for me you know i've been an entrepreneur for 15 years i got a lot of years on you yeah. and i think the reason why i've been able to keep going at this pace is realizing that it first of all it's a marathon you know i sometimes like to think it's a marathon of sprints but it's still a marathon <laughs> and in between that you need to make sure that you nurture yourself you need to fill your cup especially if you're looking to give back and fill anyone else's cup, you have to take that time to fill up your cup. And sometimes it's okay to just say no. Like I struggled with this for a long time, but it's okay sometimes to like say no to that, change your mind, maybe not, you know, change a commitment, take a day off, you know, relax, reflect, go for that walk, spend time with your family, do the things that matter to you most outside of work. And I'm really Glad that you recognize that, you know, since we've met, I've I've offered my mentorship with you and you have so much wisdom at a young age, but make sure that point, Haley, is really important. And I want you to really remember that. Don't let go of that because you're you're such a star and you're going to continue to really grow and make so much impact in the world. And it's it's bigger than what you can ever imagine. It's bigger. I want you to know that. But as long as you know to always stay centered, to always stay grounded, to always remember where you come from, to always look back and really make sure that you are close with your family, to remember why you're doing this, that is what matters. And make sure you keep community taking care of yourself. All right? Yes, for sure. And um, I think that same idea of just having people around you that can humble you and ground you and like, and, and keep you level and focused. Like that's my sister for me and, and my dad and my mom and everyone is like, we go fly drones on the weekend and it's for no reason at all because it's just because it's fun. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite books, um, motivation manifesto by Brendan Burchard, he said, um, 
you know, everyone operates out of impulse and mimicry. And it's like, if you don't have the surrounding and the environment that would be a positive mimicry of, you know, being able to chill and relax. And if you're always surrounded by stressed out people who are angry and not doing what they love and unfulfilled, then that's going to manifest within you. And I know I'm an energy sponge. So like, it's very important for me to be able to mimic something positive. And so I luckily have that in my family and my friends. But like, if you don't like create that for yourself and as we said about standards, like don't lower them. It's, it's so important. Yes, you are the table. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, like, especially when it comes to self-care and, and prioritizing yourself. And I feel like so many, so many times we put ourselves below, um, you know, our opportunities and our tasks and our family and our friends. And it's like, you just got to do it for you. So before you go, I definitely need some health hacks. So if you can share with us, what are three health hacks that are healthy, that give us more energy on a budget? Okay. So one of my favorites um, is making overnight oats, which I'm maybe you're familiar with, but I love doing this because it's super customizable. Like I don't just throw oats and milk in a container. Like I'll make this golden milk, like turmeric overnight oats. And the great thing about oats is it's full of fiber and you also can throw in chia seeds, which is another really powerful ingredient. Um, hemp seeds are amazing with omega-3s. So that gives your body energy. You can just mix in so many awesome ingredients. So like, that's great because it's cheap. You can, you can upgrade it. You can downgrade it, whatever you want to do. And like, just go crazy with the spices and make something that's super easy. You guys are taking some notes and telling you these are the health hacks right here. <laughs> um, so I love making those because you can make it overnight, put it in jars or containers, whatever it may be. And then just take that on the go, wherever you're going and you know that you're getting that initial nourishment in for your day, like you're covered for your morning. So I love that because it's super and, and energizing. And those are the ones I see on Instagram because they look bomb. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You do a lot of those in the bowls. <laughs> yes. I, I love those. Anything in a bowl I will eat as long as it's not like gray or brown or something. <laughs> Gotta be a rainbow for sure. But um, I love that for breakfast just because you have to fuel yourself, especially in the morning. Like, unfortunately, I did not do a good job of that today um, because it was a crazy rush. But like, again, prioritizing yourself and doing that prep, taking that extra 10 minutes um, at night before you go to bed and doing that is, is so important. Um, so I love that. That's a great one. Um, another thing that I would say is just being able to tap into some me time or like downtime every single night. Like, for your health. And, you know, that's not just what you're eating, but like your mental health. So for me, I love doing like an hour of reading as much as possible. And I'm actually doing a 50 book challenge this year, which has been very challenging, but, um, it's like, it allows me to have that space to think about something that is completely unrelated to my life. So I'm learning about like astrophysics and, you know, murder mysteries or whatever it may be. And it just takes you to a whole other world. And so that, amount of downtime is, is so important to me. Um, and then finally, I would say just eat more plants. Um, I mean, it's, it's just so important to get that in because you're truly receiving the energy of the sun through what you're eating. And, and so, yes, and the earth, exactly. And so um, receiving that and just 
being able to eat something that's lively and has that vibrant energy truly will make a difference. Um, as long as you can get in, like go for just one like vibrant bowl of something amazing because for us like it's changed the way we feel you just feel lighter and more connected and a part of of everything that's here when you eat more plants so definitely those three are, are huge for me i love it The next generation is filled with surprises and inspirations that I believe any age can lean on for wisdom on their journeys. Haley, at such a young age, was able to cultivate her future and define her destiny through work. Not luck or time, but hard work. With a number of young people with great potential in our audience, and I know listening right now to this podcast, I wanted to get a word of advice to help you on your path to greatness. that anything is possible um, at any age, literally. And um, as long as you like stay true to yourself and, and stay authentic and connected to what you love and what you're trying to bring to the world, like amazing things will happen. When you're just tuned into yourself and are confident in what you want to bring into the world, which can sometimes be hard, but even when you're scared and you're nervous, like know that you're here for a reason to bring something beautiful to this world and and know that you are enough. Um, just as you are with your complications and your ups and downs and your weird emotions and favorite foods, everything that you are is enough to make a change in this world. And you don't have to listen to anyone who says that it's not possible to achieve your dreams. Wonderful. Give it up for Haley Thomas, y'all. I'm talking about. Well, leaders, that's our show. Again, special thanks to our sponsors at Prudential and the Grammy Museum Experience Prudential Center for their wonderful help in bringing the Leaders Create Leaders event series and podcast to life. Make sure you go to lclnork.com. That's lclnork.com for more details on where you can find this episode and many more exciting things to come, especially some of the future episodes that are about to drop. This has been your host, Gerard Adams, representing Leaders Create Leaders. We'll see you next time. Sponsored by the Prudential Insurance Company of America, Newark, New Jersey.